everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, and I'm here with my co-host, Jose Angel, where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or sometimes least favorite celebrities. We got a new person for you today, and it is... Remy Ma. She's a little bit different from our other ones, but there's a scandal there. Oh, wherever there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> yes. Um, before we get started, do you think... Well, it's a yes or no question. Is no. Remy Ma the queen of rap? Mm. Yes or no? Nope. <laughs> Don't clarify anything. Yes or no? I gotta say no. Is Remy Ma in the top five of rappers? Male or female? It makes no difference. Did she stop the world? That's Beyonce. <laughs> I, was, I was actually gonna say yes. Yeah, she technically did stop the world for, you know. Yeah. But is she in the top five rappers? Yes or uh, no? I don't know. Because I only, I only know. No, you know she's not. Okay. <laughs> Why are you trying to get me set up? Because I knew if I asked you if you liked Remy, if you were a fan of hers, you'd be like, well, I'm not a stan, but I like some of her songs. And I'm like, hmm, you playing around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's not even the even top 100, like according that. to you. You don't even know me like that, bro. You guys heard it here, or According to Katrina, Remy Ma is not in the top 100 of rappers. I didn't say the top Male or female. I just said maybe not top five, though. Or non-binary rapper. <laughs> Look at you trying <laughs> to open up the market more. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, man, I, no, it's not top five. But I definitely think she's in the top 100. No, you're just being but nice she don't. Now. She should, but she, honestly, here's the thing. Mm, let me shut up, because then somebody will put a fact on me because i was gonna say she don't rap that much no more <laughs> so i'm like she just released a project <laughs> mm. anyway what do you think what, what what number is she for you if i had to make a list she would not be in the top 100 okay i just want you to incriminate yourself as well <laughs> <laughs> we both on this boat <laughs> but i did listen to her raps and we're getting to it a little bit so <laughs> that don't sound shady at all. <laughs> no, I'm going to try to be impartial. Yes. If okay. you guys have listened to any of our previous episodes, you do know that I Jose am is one of, the most of a Nick fan. <laughs> He's biased. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to start this off with Nicki Minaj once asked, What type of bum bitch shoots a friend over a rack? What type of mother leave her one son over a stack? Hopefully, by the end of this episode, we can answer those questions. Like I said, this episode is going to be a little different. It does have a scandal, but I think the real thing we're going to focus on here is her comeback. And to do that, we're going to do dissect some rap lyrics. Girl, amazing opening. <laughs> I, I thought so. <laughs> amazing. All right, I'm invested. Keep my seatbelts buckled. So, Remy Ma was born May 30th, 1981. That makes her a Gemini. Her real name is Remnant. Yeah, her real name is Remnant Smith. Now Matthew that she's married. Mm-hmm. I tried to see if there was any like cool reason behind her rap name. I didn't see one. I think it's just shortened down version of her real name. And, and she like, might also like liquor. You know, really that's what like. I was gonna say. Like the drink, Remy Martin. I, you know, what's the thing is, <laughs> I was stupid. I didn't know Remy Martin was a drink at first. So I just thought that was her actual name. I was like, oh my gosh, she just, she's not Remy Ma. She's Remy Martin. Where she actually went by Remy Martin at first. 
See, I didn't even know that. I didn't either. I read multiple articles and it just said remnants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I've been drinking. (laughs) We already we were moving on from her name. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. I read multiple articles. And it just said her childhood was pretty bad, but it didn't really go into detail. Like her home was affected by addiction, sadly, and her mom went to jail at some time. Remy kind of acted like the unofficial mom to her younger siblings. And at a time she was homeless, Mm. but I didn't see like a clear timeline. Like a date or like an age? Yeah. I think it said her mom went to jail at 14, but I don't know how long she was in jail for or what it was for. From a very young age, Remy started writing poetry, and when she got older, she used those poems in her rap battles that she did in school. Smart. Yes. Remy's bid break came in high school. Remy was at high school when a Def Jam bus came around, and they were promoting the DMX album. But they had like a little stage that popped out of the bus, and people were doing rap battles on there. I find that odd. That that happened. Like I don't know. It just never happens here. I guess it must be like a New York thing. And it happened outside of a school? Yeah, that's what it said. Uh, they're trying to find the next star. Yeah. And, <laughs> ain't no reason to have just a pop, a porch pop out on my bus. <laughs> Unless you're trying to write down uh, people's names. You'd be like, yeah, we got to get that one next. That's gonna be our it it could have been, yeah. You know, they love going to the hood, snatching up talented people. <laughs> <laughs> Remy decided to join in in the rap battles. And people, like, really noticed her because she was the only girl. And they started hyping her up. From there, people started to get to know who she is. She met up with a guy who knew the rapper Big Pun. He goes to introduce Remy and Big Pun at Big Pun's house. And it's not far from where Remy lives. Big Pun is there in his boxers getting a massage. And when I first read that, I was like, oh no, where's this going? But because like our previous episodes. Yeah, when people mention details like that, you're just on high alert. Yeah. Why are you in your drawers? <laughs> but it does not seem like there was any inappropriate things going on because there was a bunch of other guys there and he just so happened to be getting a massage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and all his news. <laughs> <laughs> so Remy starts rapping for them and Big Pun actually does put that rap on his album for the song Miss Martin. Well, I'm going to look it up. When you look at that song, Remy was going by Remy Martin. So I feel like it is a song introducing Remy. Before we move on, you know I have to listen to their music. And Remy raps, quote, a pregnant bitch talk shit. I'm going to destroy her fetus. Her dead baby popped this pussy and boys can't beat us. Okay. And I was just like left clutching my pearls at that verse. Like it's a decent song, but just oh my. It's not the worst thing I've heard, but shit, you ain't stopping that. This ain't no pregnancy gonna stop her. Okay. Yeah, so she just, yeah. So the boys can't beat us. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she leaves after rapping for Big Pun, and he gets her number and says, You're taller, but Remy doesn't think anything of it. She doesn't think nothing's gonna happen. But a few days later, he does end up calling her, and he's outside and asked if. She knows how to braid hair. Mm-hmm. So, how old is Remy at this point? She's still in high school. She's still in high school, so probably around eighteen. 
1718. She, oh, she already got a song out. Okay, I got you. So Remy does end up braiding his hair and introduce and he introduces her to rapper Fat Joe and singer Jennifer Lopez. And they were doing a music video at the time. And What song? In the article I read by Fader.com, Remy's telling the story, like, doing the interview. Mm-hmm. And she just says a video. But I think the music video could have been feeling so good, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. I will research right and talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked at, like what song Bid Pun, Fat Joe, and J-Lo were on together, and that was the one. Yeah. Bid Pun is introducing Remy as his female rapper. Like, that's how he just introduces her. This is my female rapper. Mm-hmm, because that's what usually all the dudes was doing. They found one girl, and that was their partner. Mm-hmm. Every day after that, when Remy would get home from school, she would go to the studio with Bid Pun. She really did feel like he was her mentor. Sadly, in 2000, when Remy is in a car, she hears on the radio that Big Pun has passed. Oh, um, yeah. Damn. Do you know much about Big Pun? Oh, yeah. And he's a little troubled himself. He, he, was, he was troubled himself. Okay. Well, I didn't look into that much about him, but he was a really big guy. He, he was big. Like, look at that picture of him and Fat Joe on the red carpet, bro. Like, Fat Joe is smaller. He's small compared to Big Pun. He weighed just under 700 pounds at 698. And I saw, I think from the New York Times and from MTV.com, his heart was three times the size of a normal heart. So I think his cause of death is heart failure caused by obesity. Mm -hmm. And he gained most of that rate very rapidly. Like, it was just a few years matter of time. Yeah, because I, the thing is, you know, like I said, I've watched tons of TV. And one of the things I used to watch uh, a ton of back when it was more popular was like the E! Channel. And E! used to do those um, E! True Hollywood stories and shit. And I think one was like a hip hop one episode and Big Pun was a part of it. And they talked about how he was always like a bigger, a big dude, like muscle or, you know, big but he started to gain weight really fast after some stuff had happened to him and that he was like a reportedly abusive to maybe his wife you know they had he had home problems you know he was doing his thing you know the music and all that oh wow and then eventually his lifestyle and all that and the weight just caught up to him and yeah. he just died so after his death fat joe does take remy under his wing she becomes part of his group terror squad she starts getting more recognition and featuring on Terrace Squad songs. In 2004, she is nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or a Group for the song Lean Back. Hey! <laughs> I feel like everyone knows Lean Back. Yeah, that's from the meme. Uh, her verse, uh, the video, she has the meme of when she's getting head in the car. Oh, now that you say that, yeah, I do remember that meme. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who loves that meme. They know who they are. They know who they are. <laughs> are they a Scorpio? <laughs> <laughs> they may be. <laughs> in an allhiphop.com interview in 2004, Remy is asked about the lack of female rappers at the time and that Foxy Brown did not have anything going on. Dang. She says they can stay where they're at. Don't drop a song. Let her be the only one. She's having so much fun. She says she wishes everyone the best of luck. Just don't drop when she drops, which is a fun little answer from Remy. 
And it's like, you know, what the bravado of like hip hop stars, like you're supposed to be cocky. You're supposed to be like, yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah, and it don't matter whenever you drop, just as long as you don't interfere with me. Yeah. And she wasn't like talking down. Yeah, she wasn't talking like shit shit. Yeah, that was what the radio or those people. Oh, hiphop.com. Yes. (laughs) Hiphop.com. Remy then claims in a Hot 97 radio interview, people from Foxy Brown's camp says Foxy wants a rap battle for 100000 And Remy's like, hey, if you guys are doing 100000 why not 200000 Because you guys are thinking she's going to win. <laughs> and so... I mean, that's a point. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, let us think about it. And then they agree. <laughs> <laughs> but then they say Foxy is bowing out of the rap battle. They say they, why? No, they just said, like, it wasn't Foxy Brown, it was people from her camp. And they just said, Foxy's gracefully bowing out. And that's, this is according to Remy. Hmm, okay. That's so weird. Later, when Remy is at a club, she sees Foxy come out of the restroom. And she says Foxy had gone into it with some other girls in the restroom. And was just, like, pissed, just, like, bumping into people. She sees her coming, and Remy's like, look, she's going to try bump into me. And she does. And Foxy's hair gets tangled in, like, Remy's bracelet. And Remy is, like, kind of mad because, like, you know, she bumped into her. So she snatches her arm back. and like, Ooh, takes, god damn. Yeah, like, takes, you know, a few strands of her hair with her. And Foxy just walks off. <laughs> Remy later hears Foxy is trying to keep her out of VIP, which was whatever, to Remy. Because, you know, Remy stay on the dance floor. <laughs> is that what she said she, she said something like that <laughs> like she's like you know we were just dancing we didn't care it's too hot in the vip section said uh, vip now nah, we <laughs> own the flow i like that answer though yeah but later that night remy wants to clear the air so she asks Fopsy what's up with the battle and Fopsy says she doesn't battle battling is for beginners she makes hits she sells records kind of like you know talking down to remy uh-huh and from there, they do start releasing diss tracks and kind of sneak dissing each other in interviews. That's not like cold feet. How y'all can't reach out? And then you 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 go, uh, you you bow out, but talk about how you making hits and doing this and that. That is true. But I Remy even I mean, says I didn't it, even bring this to your doorstep. You brought it to mine. Yeah, that's what Remy was saying. But she's even saying, like, she doesn't even know if Fox knew about it. It's just, like, people from her camp. Oh, so like some unofficial motherfuckers was talking to like, talking I, about her? I think it was official like, people, like her yes, manager I, or something. Yeah, I, Someone I'm on her behalf, but it's not really Foxy. Yeah, so Remy does not know for sure if it was Foxy ever saying I want to rap battle or not. Still a bad look. Get better people in charge of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> on February 7, 2006, Remy releases her debut album, There's Something About Remy, based on a true story. The album did not do as well, but as they had expected. And it's believed it was because some uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, the record label, Loud Records, had been sold to Universal Studios, and they were not given the attention of promoting it as Remy had expected. Mm. Remy took this pretty hard and took it out on her mentor and Terra Squad member, Fat Joe. I watched a few interviews from around this time and of present time, and I have not done a lot of digging on Fat Joe, but what I can say is he does come off very loyal to Remy. I mean, they they still cool now, so yes. yeah, I guess so. It didn't matter what she said; he stuck beside. She stuck. Uh, they stuck with each other. 
So Fat Joe and Remy do have a falling out, and Remy leaves Terror Squad. In an interview with Hot 97, Fat Joe talks about Remy taking shots at him. What do you say? Remy's taking shots at him about not being allowed to sign with G-Unit, and he's like, well, that's in her contract. Like, you know, I'm not stopping her. There's other people that she can work with. The buck does not stop with 50 Cent. Like, why is she, like, being mad about that? Mm-hmm. He talks about other female rappers that didn't sell, like, Shauna, who was on Ludacris's Disturbing the Peace, and Raw oh, Digger, yeah. who was on Buster Rhymes' Flip Mode Squad. Uh, he's right. <laughs> and they didn't start attacking their mentors or whatever you want to call them. I think at this time, I'm sorry, just just interrupt you real quick. Later, yes, Ludacris and Shauna did have a falling out, but maybe that wasn't at this time. Yes, not in 2006. Yes, okay. When when he was doing this interview. And she's pretty much blaming Fat Joe for everything, like why it's not going down. And Fat Joe's trying to say, hey, when we were at Loud Loud Records, we could get everything done. But once it got sold to Universal, like things are changing behind the scenes and I can't control that like I used to. Oh, yeah. So maybe his power was gone. It's reduced. Yes. Mm, and Yeah, but she still was probably. Do- I get I get where he's coming from. She's just a young artist who's like she didn't want to take the blame. And she thought that everything was taken care of and he was in charge. So she's just shitting on him. Yeah. Which, and- I mean, that doesn't make her right either. But I see where both of them are coming from. It, it was childish for her to just not. You know, you you don't have to talk down to the person who helped you get there, especially if you want to keep that bridge to make more music or to make more moves. But, you know, I guess it works out in the end. I think at this time in the early 2000s, every rapper had a little group. And in that group, there usually was that female rapper that they were trying to make the next big thing. Exactly. Yes, I agree. But at this calls, Remy and Fat Joe to not talk again for years. On July 13, 2007, Remy is at the pizza bar. I think it's a nightclub. Everywhere it just says night spot, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just so. where there's a spot of nights. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Like, just call it a nightclub or a bar. Why you got to confuse me with combinations of words? And what did it say? Meatpacking district. And I know that's like a New York thing, but. Yeah, we're not that culture. We're uncultured swine when (laughs) it comes to New York. (laughs) She was there celebrating a friend's birthday. And when she is leaving, she realizes she's missing $3,000. So it's 3.40 a.m. Earlier that night, Remy asked Makita Barnes-Joseph to hold her purse. I think, again, she's going to the dance floor. You know, Remy lives on the dance floor. She stay on the dance floor. (laughs) (laughs) And when she got back, her $3,000 was missing. Yeah, that's a chunk of change for little old me over here. <laughs> Which, uh, it on um, a Discovery show called Frenemies, uh-huh. one of the people were talking on there, and they're like, to Remy, 3000 was like $30. And <laughs> I, I, did, <laughs> I did not put a lot of Frenemies information in here, just because how they were paying Remy was just so negative. I'm like, I don't know how credible this is. What does that mean? Like, it was nothing to her? <laughs> yeah. Because if we know where this story goes, I don't think that information validly checks out. <laughs> yeah, so they were just saying stuff like that, and in the Frenemies documentary, or it's not even a documentary, it's like each episode, like, friends who became enemies... Yeah, like like basically, uh, um, who the fuck did I marry? Yeah, like one the of those vengeance. type of shows. Yeah, I got you. So 
they were talking about well, Remy was kind of being jealous of Makita, and it's like, I don't know how accurate this is. Like, it's very anti-Remy, and not that I'm pro-Remy, but you don't want something that's like too favorable to one side. Yeah. Because then you feel like the facts will get blurred. Yeah, and I I did feel like it was kind of more for the salaciousness of the story than putting it out there. You know, they love a little drama story. They love a dramatization. Yes, and that's what it is. <laughs> Remy's missing 3000 from her purse. When they're leaving, Makita's in her car and Remy gets out of her car. And grabs, goes to Makita's car. <laughs> she grabs her gun, opens oh, the damn. door, and tries to grab Makita's purse. Makita and her struggle over it, and depending on who you believe, it either went off accidentally or Remy shot her on purpose. After, way, it's a smoking gun. After Makita was shot, Remy starts going through her purse. Oh, she did not no call nine one one or find the money. Oh damn, she didn't find the money. I think no, I didn't know that. Yeah, more time to oh. bitch shoots a friend over stack. Three stacks, okay, Nikki. Three <laughs> and Andre three thousand stacks. <laughs> Damn. So, <clears throat> first of all, uh, no offense, uh, in this story, you gotta believe she shot her on purpose. Because if I at least shoot somebody on accident, like the safety's off and it goes off, uh, I'm gonna at least call the police whether I'm fleeing the crime scene or not. It was also in this frenemy show, I believe, where I saw it, where it said Remy's original story was Makita shot herself. And then if they have somebody uh, test her hand and find any gunpowder residue, that story is fucked. Yeah. Remy gets back into her car and drives off. On New York Daily News, it says when Remy drived off, she hit a parked car and then ran off. Oh, that bitch was panicking. <laughs> and I understand. You probably almost, basically almost killed the woman. I did not see that she crashed into another car reported anywhere else but the article was written like a few days after the incident so i kind of believe it it's either if that's what happened and it was a such a minor thing nobody else put it or it didn't happen and so nobody else put it <laughs> but we gonna roll with it but she did leave her car like that's reported over and over again so something calls her to leave her car mm, okay remy does end up turning herself in and post a $250,000 bond. The New so, York... Go was ahead. that $25,000, right? 10%? That's still yeah, a high-ass bond. Be, yeah, more than $3,000. Jesus. Oh, damn, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all yeah, this... For, yeah, it was... Yeah. Mm, yeah, we're dissecting a little bit. Okay, open it up. <laughs> the New York Daily News also reported that when Remy is home, she says out of a window on the second floor of her house to reporters, quote, I didn't shoot my friend. I didn't shoot anyone. Makita. <laughs> is that a reporter that actually happened? Like, what do you mean? Is that, like, is that rumored or Remy Ma herself says she did that? This is from the New York Daily News saying that reporters heard her out the window saying, I didn't shoot my friend. I didn't shoot anyone. That's embarrassing. Don't you be yelling out your innocence outside of fucking buildings. Yeah. Go to a courthouse. Go to your lawyer like a regular person. Makita has always claimed her and Remy had been friends for about 10-ish years. Remy says they were not even that close and she barely even knew her. 
But if you're mm-hmm. letting someone hold your purse that has $3,000 in it, mm, it kind of makes me believe you knew them. <laughs> and also, uh, why you got this bitch in your life for 10 plus years and y'all really don't even like each other? I get being friends of friends. Like, you can have a friend of a friend, but you still know them. Yeah. And there's a reason why me and you don't go to nightclubs, because you're always asking me to hold your purse. Because I've been dancing. I've been waiting to swipe or no swipe your ass. I don't carry cash. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) On August 19th, we're still on bail. Remy is at a nightclub and she sees Matita's boyfriend and a male friend of Matita's. She tells the boyfriend, your girlfriend is changing her number and people are taking the witness stand. It is believed men from Remy's entourage start attacking the men and the boyfriend is left with a black eye and a broken bone in his face. And the friend is left with a shattered jaw, requiring him to have a metal plate put in and he's not able to eat solids for a month. Remy is now charged with witness tempering. And I got this information from CBS.com. Oh, I believe it. Just because there's not, no, that, that some things are coincidences and some things are not. You just got into an altercation with this woman and then your ass is at another nightclub on another dance floor with her boyfriend and he happens to get injured. Oh, yeah, it was a plan set up. Yeah. And the men said they did not see like who the men attacking them were because they were trying to like protect them, their faces because they're like hitting them. But I mean, you had Remy say that and then men attack you. Yeah, she was stupid because if you really did want to have like plausible deniability, you would have sent them or you would have pointed them out and you would have took your ass out of there and not be seen. But, you know, she 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 said, I got to give this message personally. Yeah. Remy pleaded not guilty in court and she ended up being found guilty. Remy really thought she was going to be found not guilty and didn't even say goodbye to her son the day of court. Sometimes you just can't be that confident. No, you really can't. The judge orders Remy to be jailed until she is sentenced. And until then, she was calm. But when Remy gets into her jail cell, it hits her. And she just starts yelling, my son, my son, over and over again. That is kind of fucked up, though. Yeah. Like, it's like, you really didn't say... I mean, I get it, but it's just like, yeah, sometimes you got to... Gotta, uh, what is it? Uh, humble yourself just for a minute and just see what, what if yeah. you say your, your last goodbye, especially in such a situation where you tried for such a serious crime, leaves her one son over a stack. When, <laughs> when Remy is sentenced, she ends up getting eight years, which is kind of good considering she was facing up to 25. Oh yeah. That's a good bit. But you know, if she would have took her plea, she would have got a lot less. Fat Joe even says in an interview later, if him and Remy were talking at the time, he would advise her to take a plea. But he does believe Remy did not mean to shoot Makita. Mm-hmm. Then what does she mean to do? <laughs> I mean, really? Why did you get a gun to, I mean, no offense, you can still intimidate and whoop a bitch's ass with your hands. She went and got a gun. I don't know how she intended that encounter to end. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, there was really limited endings to that. On May 12, 2008, Remy and longtime boyfriend, Papoose, (laughs) went to get married. (laughs) 
I just had to dive in. I just had to dive into it because I knew anywhere I said it, it's going to sound weird coming out from me. So, Papoose. Papoose. So they're going to get married while Remy is in prison. Papoose has a small universal key on his keychain, and he is not allowed to see Remy for six months, and the wedding is off. Papoose claims the key had been on his keychain for months, and they never said anything about it before and didn't even know it could open handcuffs. And this is what the jail is saying. Like the, it was a universal handcuff key mm-hmm. and is considered contraband. And a lot of media sites make it out to be that he's trying to bust Remy out, which I don't know. I just feel like if it was a handcuff key, what's the plan there? Like, once just because, again, how does that end? <laughs> yeah. Like once you are out of handcuffs, like, they have doors that lock. They have guards with guns. It's, exactly. It's Baby, Remy going to fight them off. Me. Yeah. Get behind me. Your hands are uncuffed. You can fight them off. So before we continue, I do just want to discuss it a little more. Like, I don't know why shootings in the rap game are not taken more seriously. Maybe because it was kind of on brand for Remy to shoot someone over 3,000. But yeah. I mean, it's a serious thing. Makita did survive the shooting, but she was left paralyzed on the left side of her body and will have to wear a colostomy, what's it called? Oh, a colostomy bag? Yes. Oh my gosh, she messed her up. I don't know if she's still paralyzed, but on the Discovery Show Frenemies, it said she was after the shooting. Oh my gosh. At the sentencing, Makita's statement was read to the court. She wrote, After July 14th, I stopped existing as a person. I am now known as a victim, gold digger, a groupie, a liar, and a thief. I will always be the girl they whisper about. I will always be the girl who was shot by Remy. Mm, Damn, I mean... So it's all right. That's a heartbreaking ass statement. Yeah, it's all fun and games. Like, oh, Remy shot someone, and she even made a rap song about later saying I shot someone in the tummy or something like that. And it's like, but you kind of ruined this woman's life like yeah she can i mean she lived yes but you shot her you left her there to bleed out and you rummaged through her purse and you get off unharmed with only a a a small dent of your life repaid for that for for what she has to deal with yes and i just don't think to take it serious like we discuss on this podcast people who have been canceled for lesser things and mm-hmm. worse things as well. But this did not affect Remy's career. If anything, it helped her career. Yeah, because it's that whole dumbass, you know, um, we like rappers from the street who have actual street cred who say that they've done something. Just like when, um, you know, there's been rappers who haven't come from the street, but when they rap about something else, it's just, yeah, you're going to flame out. Or they pretend and then they get found out. So... I mean, just when we did our, when you covered Tory Lanez in that episode, like, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, like, she's just not taken seriously. And I mean, she could have died. Damn, she's in a colostomy bag. And the left side of her her body is paralyzed. Like, that's what happens when you have strokes. Oh, that's fucking terrible. I didn't know all that. And that's what's crazy, you know, like like you're saying, basically you being blind to the um to the other side of things because you know I of course I knew the shooting happened, and that because no offense, no shade, that's what she's most famous for, 
It's mm-hmm. not really the music. She's known for shooting somebody and going to jail for a good amount of time and having her man marry her in jail and stick beside her. Papoose. Papoose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what she's known for. But I didn't even think about how damaging it was to the woman. Like, I knew that no one does. she had been hurt, but I didn't hear about her being so, so not really, rep- like, so kind of unrepairably hurt. Because some of that stuff, I don't know if it's repairable. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, That's fucked up. That's forever. I saw other sources that said it damaged her, like, ability to have children, which I don't know. I just saw that in comments, but I did not see that reported anywhere. So this, yeah. like, where I said the bad and being paralyzed was at least on the TV show. Okay. Yeah, even if that is, if that's on the list, that's even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Just because that gives away people, that gives away her her um, ability to choose, if anything. That's why that's that would be disappointing. And if anything, like, you know, if she is still paralyzed, people are going to eventually wonder how she became paralyzed. And it's always going to be the story of she was shot by Remy Ma. Exactly. It comes back to the source. Yeah. While in prison, she does somehow get Fat Joe's number and they do make up. Fat Joe said she called and he accepted the call and there was like just a minute or two of silence and Fat Joe was just like, Remy, why are you calling? What's going on? And they make up. And I've seen Fat Joe talk about Remy when they were cool, not cool, and in interviews they have done together. And it seems like he really does care for her. So, I mean, I'm glad Remy has him in her life. Mm -hmm. They do seem to mesh well. Yeah, that shit was still wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, when Remy is in prison... You're going to turn me full anti! (laughs) I told you. So, of course, when Remy is in prison, people really forget about her. Society is so quick to forget about someone if they're not on the spotlight. And Remy was just not that big to begin with, in my opinion. I do kind of think of her as like the comeback kid. Out of all the celebrities we have covered, I feel her bounce back has been the strongest. And in my opinion, she does seem like she did rise bigger than she once was. Yeah, she's one of the ones that we can actually monitor her kind of when she fell off in terms of her prison sentence and when she kind of resurged when she came out and everything after. So we can actually track her trying to come back into the spotlight, whereas other people has been so far off to the point where we can't gauge if they were they really bounced back or not, or it's too early to tell. Yeah, and some of them just don't. And some of them just didn't, yeah. Remy Miles released from prison August 1st, 2014, after serving six out of the eight years. While in prison, she did get her associate's degree in sociology, according to Rolling Stone. So, you know, good for Remy. Uh-huh. She made peace with Fat Joe and getting educated and working on some reps. And it was like made a big, I, I don't remember everything, but I do remember like it was a big deal when she was getting out because I remember um, she had like an Instagram page set up. And they were like doing a countdown for when she was getting out and celebrities were like leaving good luck messages and shit. So like when it started getting closer to her release date, that's when she kind of started popping back up into the at least the media, the news and stuff. That's when I noticed her again. Yeah. That's when you noticed her. (laughs) (laughs) Forget you. On July 7, 2015, Remy Ma joined Love and Hip Hop Miami, which turned into a spinoff, Remy Ma and now husband Papoose. <laughs> Remy and Papoose meet the Mackies, which 
good for Remy, but I don't think it's what got Remy really on the map. Love and Hip Hop no. is a big reality show, but it did not put her on the map. And, and I, I feel like they had already had a lot of its best moments uh, after she had joined. Or no, they had all their a lot of their best moments before she had joined or on different seasons than the one she was on or yeah. cities. I actually never heard of Remy before this. Okay, let me rephrase that. I, of course, knew Lean Back and a few other songs <laughs> she was on. But, Lean Back. <laughs> but I did not know her by name. Mm. What I really think brought Remy to people's attention was a diss track sheather against the queen of rap, Nicki Minaj. Hey. <laughs> Come on and introduce your queen. <laughs> <laughs> Sheether was released in 2017. I remember when it first came out, I thought Remy had just got out of prison right off the bat. She released Sheether, but that's not the case. It was not the case. So let's get into the feud that was boiling, ready to spill over. Yes. I got this timeline from time.com. So huge shout out for them for getting it on an article for me to use. I know I normally list my sources at the top of the hour, but this episode just had so many sources as part of the story and another list another part. So I did try to list them as they went by. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma beef and how it all started. So let's go back. Back to 2006. Remy Ma raps. I'm the queen of rap and there's none higher. That's- Suck MC. Okay. <laughs> That's the only part that matters. <laughs> July 2007, Nikki raps in Dirty Money, tell the bitch with the crown to run it like Chris Brown. She won three rounds. I'm going to need a hundred thou. Oh, y'all ain't know. Bet y'all bitches know now. Ow, and- ow, katow, but ow, ow, Yeah, I remember. <laughs> in February 23rd, 2010, in a Hot 93.7 interview, Remy says, She's happy for Nikki, and I guess there was rumors at the time of them being in a relationship, but Remy shut that down. Oh my, I know exactly what she's talking about. Let me talk to the people real quick. Back in the day, this was when uh, little Katrina used to sniff around for any lesbian material. Um, There was this rumor, basically, uh, there was a video on YouTube where this woman who was a stud, who kind of, in a way, looked like Nikki in the face, was basically talking about how she knew Remy Ma or she was sleeping with Remy Ma and she was going to call her and all this bullshit. And she reportedly called her and she hung up on her or whatever. But it wasn't really Nicki Minaj and nobody confirmed if that was really Remy Ma on the phone and nothing really happened. It was just a long time rumor. <laughs> wow. You can, I think it's probably still on YouTube. Just look up gay Nicki Minaj, Remy Ma. It might show up. <laughs> But I, I thought that shit was hilarious. Um, is Lipstick Alley, Lipstick Valley, like a lesbian site? Uh, uh, no, that's just a big uh, unconfirmed gossip pool forum type website where they just write a whole bunch of unconfirmed rumors slash confirmed blind items about various celebrities, influencers, and so-and-sos. Okay, I didn't use them for any of these sources, but I was just wondering because a lot of the Remy, Nikki, gay story was on there. Yeah, I could definitely see (laughs) that. I was like, hmm, I don't know if any of this is true, so I was just not going to use it. Um, May 10th, 
2010, Remy is still in prison, but says in an interview, she asked Nikki about the line from Dirty Money, but Remy still feels it's about her, which it sounds like it is. Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat that. Uh, I was distracted. <laughs> May 2010, Remy is still in prison, uh-huh. but she says in an interview, she asked Nikki about the line from her song from Dirty Money. And Remy says she feels like the song is about her, but I guess Nikki denied it. But it sounds to me like the song is about Remy. Really? You don't think that line? Tell the bitch with the crown to run it. She run three rounds. I'm going to need a hundred thou. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe Nikki was just talking shit just like Remy was talking shit in her rhymes. It could have been. But I mean, hey, uh, honestly, there could have been some behind the beans, behind the beans, (laughs) behind (laughs) the scenes, uh, uh shady stuff they just maybe remy just felt a way about it who knows august 3rd 2014 remy says she wants to make a song with nikki or other female rappers and has heard nikki say free remy so there's no shade or beef between them but that don't mean nikki want to do a song with her Mm, yeah august 20th 2014 they press remy about the conversation with nikki and remy says quote what i can say is that she's a wonderful woman she's on the same page with me like, there's no need to tear somebody down. I can say what I, I can say what I said. I let her know that I'm super proud of her. Mm-hmm. And the rest she'd like to keep private. Well, these words bite her in the ass later. Nikki yeah. is a wonderful woman. I loved her so much. <laughs> <laughs> December 10, 2014. Remy freestyles on Nikki's song only. So everything's still cool. Okay. March 2016, Remy freestyles on Nikki's song Truffle Butter. She raps, I'm like, in a minute, let me body bitches records. Yeah, for millions, I will kill these pop hoes, which people are thinking maybe it's a shot at Nikki. Just because she raps, but also she's known to dabble in the pop. And she says, I will body bitches records. Like, maybe she's bodying Oh, because she do got records at this point in time. Nikki is resetting records. By the way, Truffle Butter is one of my favorite Nikki songs. And it's got got the trifecta on it. So that's also why it's one of my favorites. Hmm. June 27, 2016. Rumors are put to rest when she congratulated Nikki on her win for Best Female Hip Hop Artist at the BET Awards. Well, is this the one when uh, Nikki was at the acceptance speech that she said, uh, if Nicki Minaj spit it, Nicki Minaj wrote it. And then she sips tea. Maybe, I don't know. That was one of my favorite acceptance (laughs) speeches that she's ever done. November 11, 2016, Remy raps on her song Money Squad with Fat Joe. Bitch who's claiming she the queen. What? Not hardly. Who the fuck gave you the crown, bitch? Steve Harvey? Which is in reference to Steve (laughs) Harvey saying the wrong name at what was Miss America. (laughs) He fucked that up. Yeah. Loki, I mean, it's not directed, but it sounds awfully shoddy. It sounds like it. it sounds like a shot gone off. <laughs> yeah. So that is June. She was congratulating her a few months later in November. Seems like she's dissing her. She said, oh my gosh, she is doing so well. Bitch, give me the crown. <laughs> I'm going to take it down. <laughs> she said, you ain't going to do no song with me. December 8th, 2016, Remy freestyles with Hubbin. 
December 8, 2016, <laughs> Remy freestyles with husband Papoose and says, all this talk about my son and your son, I'm hot. Your whole world revolves around me, bitch. I am the son. Papoose raps, there can only be one queen. If you know Nikki, one of her signature lines is, uh-huh. all these bitches is my sons. So maybe another diss towards her. Also, and I'm going to go and get some bibs for her. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite follow-up. <laughs> Mine is, and I don't want custody. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've seen Remy claim she came up with these bitches is my son's line. And she did have a 2009 tweet saying it... So there may be some truth there, because the first time I saw Nikki say it, I think was on Did It On Him, which is like 2010, 2011. One of the best songs ever, especially with dumbass Safari in the background. I'm glad you brought him up. November 21st, 2016, Remy and Papoose take pictures with Nikki's now at Safari. (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) They was messy together. Safari claims he wrote or co-wrote some of Nikki's songs which in the rap game is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I feel like Remy was itching to strap, like you would say. I think it was probably to get attention. She was acting like a little pissy baby who needed her diaper changed. <laughs> and Nikki started to give her some attention. <laughs> February 23rd, 2017, Nikki raps on Jason Derulo's song, Swalla. Oh, my gosh. I gave these bitches two years. Now your time's up. Bless your heart. She's throwing shots, but every line sucks. (laughs) At this time, Remy Ma had been out out of prison for two years. And all her lines suck. So it does track. I just don't like Justin Derulo. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) I like what you say, though. That's a hit. But um, that's hilarious. She said it on your lines suck. It's like she didn't even give you a proper like shot. She gave you some attention, but her bar was was weak, but it was still strong at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and all her lines suck. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, Remy had teamed up with Fat Joe again and got a Grammy nomination for the song All the Way Up. Oh, I remember this part. And are you gonna talk about the Jay-Z thing? No. And that was okay, Remy's uh-huh. first platinum hit. Um did you want to add a Jay-Z thing? Oh, nothing. Um, I just thought you were going to talk about the fact that I just remember there being some like sort of dispute with um, Jay-Z being on either the original or the remix and then him like retracting his verse. He didn't clear it or something. And like, look, they were clowning Remy about that. Oh, I guess. Like maybe he did it because of the Beyonce Nikki association or something. Maybe. But yeah, that's all. I mean, it's really small, but I didn't know Where if it was going to be Nikki or not. says something in that in No Frauds. Yeah, that's why, that's why I was Jay like... didn't clear his mm-hmm. verse on your album. It, mm-hmm. it all connects. And it's her biggest hit post-prison. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm glad you added that. Thank you. <laughs> I got you back. <laughs> Nikki raps in Gucci Mane's song, Make Love. Oh, you the queen of this here? One platinum plaque? Album flopped? Bitch, where? She follows this by rapping, You see, silly rabbit, to be the queen of rap, you gotta sell records. You gotta get the plaques. Plural, like S on my chest. <laughs> Which is true. Nikki is selling them records and getting them plaques. And Remy, well, she's not. 
I mean, that's true. Damn, you just. <laughs> I'm sorry, Remy Ma. <laughs> um, the you album. won't win this fight when Jose is the referee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being so time. fair here. Are you? Yes. Uh, I, I just wanted people to clearly see your bias, but it's understandable. I, if there's bias, let me know, listeners. Let me know. I, I'm, I'm speaking to facts. Like Nikki's winning. Um, <laughs> the album, whatever it's called, Plato Plamo, did not do well. It debuted at number forty-four on Billboard and all the way. Is a Grammy nominated, but I think what makes the song is Fat Joe saying, I'm all the way up, not Remy. Take, yeah. Take Remy out, and the song is still good. February 25th, 2017, Remy is no longer sneak dissing and releases Sheether. She raps <laughs> about Nikki's plastic surgery, ghostwriting, Nikki paying for her brother's wedding, and Nikki's brother has now been convicted guilty of child molestation. Uh-huh. Her beef with Miley Cyrus. Remy really lays it all on the table, which I'll give it to you, Rem, to Remy. She had everyone talking. I remember around this time, everyone was just waiting for Nikki to reply. Uh-huh. And this is really what put Remy on the map. Like I said, I had never really heard of Remy before, and other people hadn't either. But now she was front <laughs> and center. I remember a lot of people saying Nikki needed re- to respond immediately and commenting. R.I.P. on Nikki's videos, and I felt like everyone was talking about it. Uh, well, here's the thing: you really didn't need to respond uh, immediately because here's the. Uh, well, why do I say here's the thing twice? But here's the thing, third time. <laughs> um, Remy Ma didn't write that diss in uh, 24, 48 hours. That shit was planned. She had to get that's what I was information. Thinking. She had to scout and research. So I do not understand why people were trying to flame her. Like, yeah, you got to respond as soon as possible. People were putting time frames on there. If Nikki doesn't respond in 24 hours, 48 hours, you know, she's done for. This ain't no spur of the moment Drake and Meek Mill uh, beef. This is something like Remy took her time on. So nah, bitch, if, if Nikki wants to do the same, she can do the same. But what I will say is that I felt like she took a long ass time to respond. But no, I feel like no, you can't do that to somebody and be like, yeah, you got 24 hours to respond to this. I, you know what's here's the thing. As popular as Sheether was, it took me a minute to listen to it because you know me, I looked at that time limit and, and I saw like how long. Something. Yeah, I saw how long that goddamn song was, and I was like, yeah, she taking shots, but goddamn, I, I, I like a three, three and a half minute song. Uh, maybe if you're Erica Badu, you get the privilege of getting my ears longer. But God, damn, eight minutes of Erica Badu can make a 24 hour song and it'll feel like one minute. Yeah, because she gets you. She 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 just takes you somewhere. You're on a journey. That's different. And Shade, but um, yeah, I was like, whatever. But um, it wasn't like a song song. Like I remember. No. I it's remember one you and mentioning done. that, and that's what made me change a little bit of my tune. Because when I finally listened to it, I was like. Yeah, she fucked her up. But when you talked about it, you were like, "Yeah, she she lit her up, but she was just stating facts in a on a beat. She wasn't really rapping. No, she does not have a different flow. She doesn't have anything, and not even facts. Some facts, some allegations, some unconfirmed shit. You know, it makes. She was just saying shit to make her look bad. Yeah, she just wanted her to look terrible in the eyes of the public. 
February 26, 2017, a day later, Nikki has a video of Beyonce calling Nikki the queen of rap. <laughs> you know, I love a Beyonce card. Put it on the table because that's the endorsement of a lifetime, bro. Yeah, you don't have Remy. Well, let, let me let me be unbiased. And then the next the next day, Remy put a a picture of Beyonce in 2003 of them backstage at the VMAs. No. Well, March 2nd, 2017, <laughs> Remy releases another one, which is garbage. Listen to it, and it's garbage. But people are like, when is Nikki going to respond? You think that was mostly the talk? I feel like mostly people said what you said. I mean, I didn't even listen to another one. But I feel like mostly people said you should have just kept it at one. Yeah, it was garbage. Probably wasn't garbage, but the problem is that she set herself up. She should have done the reverse order. You should have put out the, the the silent creeper out and get everybody warmed up and then put the, the big bitch out, which is Sheether. She exposed her ghostwriter. She, yeah, she exposed her hand too quick. Mm-hmm. March 3rd, Remy goes on the Wendy Williams show talking about Nikki. She's with Fat Joe and she's dressed in all black, saying she's no longer going to talk about Nikki because you should not speak ill of the dead. Oh, damn. She was laying it on thick. She was. And she went to messy-ass Wendy Williams. That was And Wendy was, I was watching those interviews, and she's like, I'm not on anyone's side, and she's definitely team Remy. Yeah, because Nikki would pay Wendy Williams dust, as sometimes Wendy deserves. Yeah, and the only reason Remy is getting these interviews and stuff is because she's dissing Nikki. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't put out the song that, well, basically, if it's the main topic of conversation, you know why she's there. Yeah, like they're talking about the album, but you you know why she's there. Like before yeah. that, where were the interviews? Where were the interviews, Remy? Where were they? <laughs> <laughs> but she was trying to be smart, which is basically you're on the start of the press tour. You're about to start doing these interviews and you you say something cocky and confidence, like, yeah, don't speak ill of the dead, but you're trying to center it off the beef so people can start asking about you again. Mm, okay. March 10th, after two weeks. Nikki- <laughs> Not with you in this. Mm, okay. <laughs> you hate her so much. <laughs> I do not. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm stating facts here. Okay. Come on, facts. I mean, the numbers don't lie. When did. Like, they just don't lie. Um, March 10th, after two weeks, Nikki finally responds with the song, No Frauds, which, in my opinion, is the better song. I'll give you Remy Sheether was the better diss, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it really took people by surprise because they weren't really seeing these sneak disses in the rap songs, unless you're, like, really paying attention to it. Yeah, until but- you read them out, I didn't. I didn't hear these uh, lines the way I heard, at least the Nikki lines. I didn't hear those as disses until you read them in the context. Yeah, and no one heard the Remy songs. (laughs) (laughs) I tried not to say anything, and of course, you put the spotlight on it. Uh, But here's the thing. No fraud. I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was a bullshitter because... I didn't like No Frauds at first. It had to grow on me. It took it's a, probably one of my favorite Nikki year, songs. But uh, I actually do like No Frauds now. It Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite ones of her. And Nikki is out here making hits. 
I listen to No Frauds all the time. She either, like we said, it's one and done. Yeah, it doesn't have re-listen value. I will say that. Yeah. Also, I'm not really going to get into Raw Ali, but... Oh, she, Loki, she... Well, I don't know what the story is, but I, I viewed her as a traitor, Loki. Yeah, Rob was Remy's friend and co-star on Love and Hip Hop, and they did have a falling out. Mm-hmm. And Raw, you dirty bitch, to appear in Nikki's diss song about Remy, my jaw literally hit the floor. Like, okay, my sister and I have had a falling out, and we haven't like talked in five years. Like, we're not mad at each other; we just don't want to be in each other's life. But there are some people from her past that I hate to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, just because we're not on speaking terms does not mean, like, you don't have loyalty. Like, you guys had a past. You guys had a friendship. And you just want to throw that away and be in a video. Like, that is despicable to me. Well, I can't believe you're making me do this. But let me play David's advocate. Because what if, I mean, no offense, Miss, uh, we don't know if she shot her on purpose or the gun went off accidentally, but what if Remy did some unforgivable shit to Ra? She ain't shoot her. But we don't know what the fuck she did. She got goons. (laughs) 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 So maybe she went to the rich side. She said, Nikki's going to top your goons. Because the thing is, I'm not a big fan of Ra either. Not really for the Nikki... Remy stuff even though I said well that's kind of some traitor shit like it shows like yeah I'm really done with you I'm with your enemy so it is what it is but I didn't like Rob because of reality tv but that could not that could also just be not her character she's just playing it up for the character for the tv cameras but uh sometimes people are just terrible friends so maybe Remy did some fucked up shit and Rod in response said I'm going to put the needle, not the needle. <laughs> I'm going to put the, um, what's called the nail in the casket. And I'm going to show you I'm really done with you. And eventually it must be real because if Rod was just doing it for a stunt and Nikki knows that, Nikki's not going to keep like a snake in her in her squad on her team on her side. So if it was like that, she could have just kept her in the video, kept her for some information and then kicked her to the curb eventually. But they're still cool to this day. They still... I mean, it's still a relationship, a friendship there. So obviously, no, it was it was real to an extent. Nikki better watch her back. Because what me and you've been friends for what like 13 years. And mm-hmm. if it ended today and we had this big falling out, I'm not going to go to your enemy and be like, oh, I'm buddy buddy with you now because we have a common enemy. Like that is just low down, it's dirt ball. Like, even if we're not friends, you still owe some kind of loyalty. Yeah. And ironically, if you went to my enemy, you would just be looking at yourself. You were both <laughs> my best friend and my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, even if you have a fallout with someone, just because someone else does, that's not between you. Just like, yeah, that's not between me. I don't want to get involved. Like, that's what Raul should have said. I agree on a big scale, but on a, a minor scale, some it, it, it sometimes becomes situational. On if it's not hardcore gutter ball, yes, I'm not about to do that. But if it's on some uh, scorched the earth type shit, yes, I do see myself being petty with the people who do not like you. Mm. So that's the only why. Uh, that's the only why. That's the only reason why I think maybe Remy Ma did some dirt stuff, or or maybe it was just really toxic friendship, and we just didn't know how bad it was. 
Maybe. I, I, I got to play the other side since you went so hardcore on her ass. That was crazy. <laughs> my, my jaw, my jaw dropped. <laughs> and I took out much more than I was pretty good. I know you did. That's the thing is because I know you. Like, if that's what passed through, what was in the unedited? <laughs> so I think it is a double-edged sword for Remy. At this point, Remy is at her highest. She was beefing with Nikki. But that means everyone is also trying to bring Nikki up to her. She is like a parasite who's trying to live off Nikki. And that does get old. But I do feel like Remy opened the floodgates for other people to start hating on Nikki. Remy released another song with Lil' Kim, a longtime rival of Nikki's in November of 2017. And that got some hype. And I do actually really like that song. But Remy has peaked. She has acted in The Queen of Self, hosted a few shows. But honestly, no one is looking for Remy. Yeah, I don't think she'll reach that same popularity. No, that's where it was. And that's kind of where we leave off with Remy. I think she would keep hosting and partaking with reality shows. But she's not the queen of rap. No one is looking for her. She She had her second chance. She survived her scandal. I wouldn't be surprised if she had a hit or two in a few years. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised. But, I mean, it's possible. (laughs) She Uh, will never be as big as she was writing on Nikki's name. I'm sorry, what? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. You said she will never be what? As big as she was writing on Nikki's name. Like, she got her fame from Nikki. Yeah. I think if she has a hit... Which you said it, it, it's possible. It'll probably be more of a collaboration type of thing. Probably with yeah, Fat I, Joe. Fat Joe or a female anthem type of thing, like they've been trying to do for the last couple of years, but it hasn't really happened the way they wanted it to. Oh, I didn't put this in here, but I'm going to know. Okay. They did that. What is it? Queen Latifah song Unity. You and I T. What? What do they do? Where they had like a little thing, and it was like. Cardi B, Lil' Kim, Queen Latifah, Remy, and, you know, they all sing that song, like, all unity, and then after that, Remy raps Sheether. Like, what was this? Like, they all, they all sang, they all rapped unity? Yeah, like... On stage? Where did I see And that then up? afterwards, she transitions into Sheether? <laughs> That's, okay, unity. that's a bold ass statement. You and I, T.Y., your ass is fake, bitch. How she trans, uh, what's the call? Well, how she transitioned into that? And what did the other artists look like when the music changed to that? <laughs> I think they had left the stage. I got to get off. This shit is about to get hot. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it was a tribute to her. So. And how is she going? <laughs> no offense, that is not a concert performance song. <laughs> it's not. That's hilarious. That I need to look up that video for myself. Oh, Young Ma. Young M.A. Young Ma. Young M.A. Um, she was there too. Hot 97 Summer's Jam on Sunday. Can't believe they got my girl Latifah roped into that business. <laughs> you know Queen Latifah likes Nikki, and you know Nikki likes Queen Latifah. <laughs> Dana? Isn't that her real name? What's her Dana? Name? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I, Dana. 
I was watching the cliff and they said Dana. I'm like, who's that? I'm like, <laughs> Queen Latifah. Love, love some law. Um, I don't have anything to add for about me. Do you? Uh, I think no, that's where we I leave think, off. I think you've burnt her to a crisp already. You flamed <laughs> this woman um, I, to no end. I did not. I was very beginning impartial. to end. <laughs> I enjoyed it, especially with how you was talking about me on some episodes. I'm glad that the listeners can see the other side of Jose. I know. <laughs> like y'all don't be knowing how mean this man is. Like, I'm not mean. I'm he's honest. got a sharp I don't tub. even say I'm honest. I'm not honest. This man I'm... knows how to throw with the best of them. Breed the best of them. I'm to become a rapper. <laughs> okay, not with the way you read these lyrics today, but <laughs> I, I know how you really sound okay. in the moment. I, but you, you had to speak it, but I know how you really get down. I had so, to yeah. enunciate, and I didn't want to go into like... I don't even want to say black scent, but like, yeah, Aquafina type stuff. They've been, yeah. talking, they've been lighting her ass up. Yeah, I. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to say it either to get us for copyright. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's bullshit. Um, so um, if you don't have anything to add, we shall move on to media to end it on a positive note. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go first? Um, you know, this is your episode, sir. I think I think it's, uh, I think you should go first. Oh, okay, I'll go first. Okay, go. My funny that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, this is not my media, but since you said that, my funny Valentine when Adele is singing that with Richard at Grey's Anatomy, heartbreaking. Mm. Um, my media. Is going to be Game of Thrones. If you guys have not watched Game of Thrones, it is a good show. I have not yet. It's on my list one day. I was watching. I like to watch clips of shows. Like I don't always go back to revisit shows. I don't think Game of Thrones needs to be visit, be visited for me. Mm-hmm. Like almost everyone, I don't really like the last season that much. Um, but my favorite character is Cersei, and I know a lot of people hate her. But I'm a person who loves the villains in movies and TV shows. And Cersei is amazing. And my favorite quotes from her is, I choose violence. Power <laughs> is power. And I, I think about that all the time. Like, power is power. Like, power is power. It's just that. It's simple. Um, but there is one scene in particular, and if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, it's kind of hard to get a synopsis. There's dragons, there's people. When you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. And people die, people try to get the game, the Iron Throne. So that's pretty much what it's about. Everyone wants the Iron Throne. They want to be king or queen. Um, one of my favorite scenes in it, though, is Cersei's dad, I forget his name at the time, is at the head of the table. And... They all come in. Cersei comes in. Littlefinger comes in. Some other people come in. And of course, the first person tries to sit on the chair that's right next to the father. Because, you know, you're next to the head of the man. Like, you want to be there next to power. Uh-huh. So on the second person, where the first person like runs to get that chair and the second person has to get the second chair. So what Cersei does, and it's just an amazing scene because there's no talking. They're just like all like looking at the chairs of like where to go. Cersei grabs the chair and she pulls it over to the right-hand side of her father. So now she's next to her father too. 
And then her brother um, sits at the end of the table. So it's like a power struggle with chairs. <laughs> and it just reminds me at my dad's house, I always sit to the right hand side of my dad. And <laughs> my brother had like has his seat and like a few weekends ago, he moved seats. And I said, what's going on? He said, why? I said, do you move chairs? <laughs> and he's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, you move chairs. Like if someone sits in my chair, like as soon as when I used to live there, like if I would come home, they would like get up from my chair. Like that's our chair. We had designated chairs. And I do kind of feel like it's a power thing. You do treat chairs as, as you do use chairs for your power dynamics. I have noticed that. Yeah. It's, Especially when I want a seat. It, yeah. It's my seat. Like, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> coach is amazing. I can't deny it. Um, I guess that's my media, my crazy media. <laughs> I was going to do Nikki media, but I'm like, I can't do that. The thing is, I really expected it because you you have so many things that you <laughs> I know. And the thing is, I actually was going to do a Nikki media, but then I changed my mind because I thought you were going to do it. No, I... But whatever. We both disappointed Nikki. Oh. <laughs> and this is a Remy Ma episode. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, hits keep coming. Uh, mine is really simple. It's really corny. It's whatever. Um, I chose the show Reba. Uh, recently, Jose doesn't get it because Jose never watched Reba. Uh, no, the show. Um, never heard but, any of her songs. She's a singer, right? Yeah, she's a singer, a country singer, famous country singer, redhead, wonderful. Uh, but it's like it's not really based off her life. It's like a fictional thing, but it's named after her, whatever. Uh, but I used to watch this all the time coming home from I would say like what middle school, high school, or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, when it came to sitcoms, I used to either watch one or two, just one that was kind of similar to my life, like I could relate it to in relate to it in some way, or something that was totally opposite of what I lived. And I think this is kind of like a mix of the two, where it was, you know, I'm like the oldest girl, I'm the oldest person in my family, so I take care of my siblings, I help my mother a lot as I grew up and all that. So when it came to watching shows, I like something that was kind of funny, kind of corny, very light to take away from what I considered heavy moments during my life or, you know, things I didn't want to deal with in my world. And that was kind of how I viewed a lot of the shows I watched growing up, including Reba, where it's just like this easygoing family that is not the normal family because she got divorced. She's a single mom now, uh, but they still find a way, you know, to have these what first world problems and come together and make up and laugh and joke and whatever. And Reba's just so likable and she's sweet and Barbara Jean the same, even though she's the mistress and all that. And then um, it was funny. You said you didn't know any songs cause I don't either, but I know, <laughs> I know one song from Reba and it's like one of her saddest songs and it's a, uh, it's a song called fantasy and you should listen to it. It's a good song. It's just not, um, it's not a whole down dance all night type of song. I like, saw a TikTok about that song, like saying this is what the song means. But yeah, yeah, it's just it's just thirty second clip. Oh, I feel like I, I might as well say, but it's basically about yes, uh, Idiazalia. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> <like>, what? Oh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, it's about basically <clears throat> Reba narrating 
uh, her being this girl named Fancy and her mother low-key pimping her out because her family's poor and they're about to get kicked out and, you know, the family's going to die. They're not going to be able to live and survive and whatever. It's kind of sad when I put it like that, but that's essentially the song. But it's a great song. And Iggy's song is about being so fancy. And you and already you know. Already know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. But yeah, I just really love uh, shows like Reba where, you know, it's about... Tell. Uh, about her little family going along chugging along with her little kids kind of reminds me of my mom being a single mother with her kids making sure we got out and did our thing um but it was unrelatable in some parts like they're a middle class family and we definitely didn't have that middle class money (laughs) uh just to like uh, shows like everybody loves raymond where you have so many different parts of the family very close and like sweet and caring, but annoying in those ways. And that's something I didn't have essentially with some of my family. So it's envious uh, on one part, but it's entertaining the other. And it's escapes, uh, escapism on the other side because it's just, you know, taking you away from some of the heavier subjects on your mind and brain and allowing you to relax and then deal with them later after you get, you know, some sunshine in your life, some laughter and all that bullshit that sitcoms are supposed to provide. Yeah, Reba has kind of been on my list, but I feel like I'll never watch it. I, You know, I don't watch it anymore. Uh, probably after high school, <laughs> I stopped watching it. But every once in a while, because it's on Hulu, I'll like watch a, uh, like an episode to go to sleep or in the background. Same as like when I do, um, maybe Everybody Loves Raymond or now like Parks and Rec. Oh, I love that all your media is about your childhood. If there's a therapist listening, I would like you to. No, ever since you said that, I was like, I was going to start doing books. But I said, no, Jose said childhood and I got to stick with it. I got to give you the sad parts of my life so I can heal. You are definitely way better at me than doing media, though. I can. I, I need to start writing my doubt. The only one I ever wrote out was Dreamgirls, and I didn't even follow the script. <laughs> oh. uh, do you have anything more to add for your media? Um, I'm so upset that Reba got played by her husband and had to give so much money up, had a baby named Brandon. He marries Kelly Clarkson and has babies with her, gets divorced, and tries to hem her up, too. Like, what the fuck is this generational assholeism being passed down? Oh, yeah, I've heard a little about that. But, hey, at least we got the Because of You remix. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm done. Um, That is all for our episode. If you like this episode and it's your first time listening, I'm not always this mean. Well, I don't even think I was mean. But on, on, like, uh, over the airways, he's not this mean. If you liked it, please rate us five stars. Tell everyone you know. Share it. Um, If you want to reach out to us, give us media that you enjoy, that relates to you, your childhood. Um, (laughs) Get some of these traumas off your chest. Yeah. Um, Send it to our Gmail, please, at saveyoursorry at gmail.com, spelled just like the podcast. If you want to reach out to us on Instagram, where we post about our new episodes that save your sorry, just spelled like the podcast. 
if you want to send us a dollar or two, because I kept hitting paywalls looking for articles this time. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. don't do this to me. And I can buy more subscriptions. <laughs> that is at Cash App. So dollar sign, save your sorry spell, just like the podcast. We are doing a Patreon soon. We will let you guys know. And if you want to reach us out on Twitter, that is save your sorry, but it is spelled you are instead of your. So save you are sorry. That is all for this episode. It's been real. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. It's been Remy Mod. It's been <laughs> Remy Mod. That's, that's a good one. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.